Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Market Authority Show. Today, I want to extend a special welcome to the newest members of the Market Authority Academy. We have Summer Matthews in Florida and Rory Ellis in California. I am really excited to welcome you both to the Academy, and I am so pumped to celebrate all the successes that follow. So today on the show, I am joined by Chelsea Pites. Chelsea is the National Director of Social Sales for Fidelity National Financial Group and is a nationally recognized real estate keynote speaker who teaches camera-first branding strategies. She's published books, most recently What to Post, and frequently speaks about camera-first social media strategies, and very few can break down social savvy the way she does. Chelsea and I have known each other for a while now, and she's always such a breath of fresh air to speak to. Not only does she have this magnetic personality, but she really has a way of breaking down social media principles in a way that is approachable and easy to execute for us real estate agents. We go into quite a lot during this conversation. We're covering our 2021 social media forecast and how we think it'll affect the real estate industry new changes in Facebook and LinkedIn for real estate agents, how Instagram continues to evolve into a more multifaceted experience for consumers, and how real estate agents can leverage this for serious growth. And Chelsea shares her tips on overcoming fear and overwhelm when it comes to social media for real estate. I hope you enjoy this episode. Here's Chelsea. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way. But it wasn't always easy and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from Timeless Principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the Market Authority Show. Stephanie here. I am your host. And today I am joined by the lovely Chelsea Pites, who is such an expert on social media marketing, all things social media marketing, especially for us pros in the real estate industry. And I just knew I had to have my my sweet friend Chelsea on the podcast. So thank you so much for joining me, Chelsea. I am possibly even more excited to be here with you than uh, you might be to have me on. So of course, uh, the feeling is mutual. So excited to be connecting with you and, you know, nerding out on all things Instagram and social media for real estate. So thanks again for having me. 
Yeah, of course. You know, I think it's funny because you and I have been kind of in the same circles for a long time and we met for a lunch last year and I really felt like we instantly connected um, and and the whole conversation was so great. So in agreement with so many things. Um, So I think this is going to be a super fun conversation. Um, So Chelsea, let's start off with you introducing yourself. For those in my audience who don't know you, who aren't familiar with you yet, go ahead and share a little bit about yourself and um, kind of why you are such an expert in this area and what you have to bring for us today. <laughs> it's so funny because I think, you know, most people who are, who are, you know, bestowed the term expert never think of themselves as experts. I feel like I'm always learning and testing things out. So um, that's <laughs> very flattering. Thank you. Uh, yes, I am Chelsea Pites and I am the National Director of Social Sales for all of the Fidelity National Financial brands of companies across the United States. And I've been in the real estate industry for 21 years. I was a licensed agent for many of those years. And I jokingly tell people I got licensed in 2001 BF. That's before Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) So I did business for a long time, you know, the quote unquote old fashioned way. And, you know, goodness, if if I had had social media back then, I probably would still be, you know, in real estate and, you know, it's always, you know, hindsight thinking, oh my gosh, I should have set up that YouTube channel 12 years ago. Uh, but it was really, really fun. I, I really enjoyed working with um, buyers and sellers and uh, I was in new homes. I was in residential resale. I ended up leaving the day-to-day real estate um, career right around 2010. So right after a few really great years in real estate (laughs) that happened between 2007 and 2010. But what's been amazing is to still be able to work within this industry. And my passion is truly education. And I love helping empower other people with uh, social media education and tips and tricks and how tos So my superpower is taking complex ideas and distilling them down into sort of bite-sized digestible pieces that anyone, you know, at any point in their career with any experience in social media, whether you are just beginning or you might feel that you are more advanced, you can implement these tips and see results within days to weeks. So that's that's my passion, and that's how you and I met because I love what you were doing for the community with your amazing education. So excited to be here, and uh, I'm excited to talk about all of our favorite social media platforms. <laughs> Me too, and I think that's why we get along so well because mm-hmm. it's so powerful. There's so much opportunity just at our fingertips in these little devices, um, but it can become a little vague for those who aren't like in it day to day. Um, So I really want to kind of share with my audience a little bit about what we're expecting going forward into 2021, because I think that we're in a point in time where social media platforms they change rapidly as it is, but we're in the middle of some really important changes right now that's going to kind of, in my opinion, set the course for what we should be expecting in the next year, two years and beyond. Um, so what are you seeing right now in like just in the general state of social media and how consumers are interacting with that in regards to like what real estate agents are, are mm-hmm. posting? So I think primarily what I'm predicting for the the coming months and the coming years is really about formatting, which doesn't sound very exciting, but it's important to know sort of what the machines are looking for. And the funny thing is, is that, you know, there's, there's all this 
um, confusion around the different algorithms and different platforms. And what's interesting is that oftentimes these, these platforms tell us what they're looking for. We just have to know where to look for it. A lot of it's within their blogs. Um, and it is hard because unless you're in the business like we are and we're living and eating and sleeping and breathing social media, the average user isn't going to find that information. So I'm excited we're going to be able to share that today. I want to talk about all the three major platforms and sort of what I think is coming for all of them. So um, I will start with Facebook. Facebook has recently released uh, several tips about video creation and optimization. And this is nothing new. Video has always been big on Facebook. But I think it's important to look at some of the very specifics that they mention because they don't just mention things to help people out. Yes, they want to help people out, but they're telling you the secrets to what they're looking for. So a couple of things that I have noticed is they are looking for longer form videos on Facebook. And specifically, that time frame is about three minutes or longer. And I know that just struck fear into the hearts of many people who are not video fans, not suggesting that your videos always have to be three minutes or over. You know, if you're just starting out, maybe start with 30 seconds, maybe a minute, work your way up to it. The reason that I feel they're looking for longer form video, now this is becoming my prediction, my opinion. <laughs> I'll give you the data and the stats and then I'll tell you my opinion on it. Sure. They're saying three minutes or longer. In my opinion, I think that's for two reasons. Number one, their main competitor is YouTube and they're trying to become more like YouTube and increase watch time, dwell time, viewing time on those videos so that this becomes your TV essentially. The other piece of it is ads. <laughs> that is how they make their mon money. Senator, we sell ads <laughs> and they are going to be able to monetize longer videos. So three minutes or longer. The other thing that I thought was really interesting and I don't see a lot of people doing this and it's something that I haven't done in the past either, especially on your Facebook business page is taking the time to tag it with keywords. They are looking for that. They are looking for descriptions and I'm talking like couple of sentences at least. What is in your video? What is it about? What's the summary? What's the highlights? And they're looking for captions. It says, please caption your video. When you go to your Facebook business page and you click edit on any video that you've uploaded, there is a big green button and I have never seen a big green button in Facebook. I mean, at least everything's blue. This <laughs> is like, hey, we are in your face. We want you to use captions. So I am really, really encouraging everyone to not post a video unless you're going to use captions. And I believe that they are going to evolve that section of Facebook so that you can probably click auto-generate for all future videos as well. So those are some tips um, there. So if you're not captioning, now's the time to caption. I love the app Mix Captions. I don't know if you've ever used that, but it's my favorite. Mix, so that's that was going to be my next question. So Mix, yeah. like M-I-X? M-I-X, Mix Captions. And it is paid, but let's be honest. If you want something that's pretty darn accurate and easy to use, you're probably going to pay for it. Um, I'm sure there'll be other things that come out as captioning becomes, you know, even more commonplace, but it absolutely increases your accessibility to the, to different audiences, uh, to as many people as possible. It also allows people who may be listening without the sound on to consume your content and all of that text is readable. So mm -hmm. all those keywords that are happening are readable. So that's what I'm, you know, seeing in Facebook now moving over into LinkedIn, which I know if you're listening, <laughs> 
Maybe been a I while. Know. Maybe been a while since you've been in LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm excited that you're going to touch on LinkedIn because LinkedIn has a pretty big, you know, part of my 2021 strategy. So let's hear it. Yes. So LinkedIn uh, has just rolled out LinkedIn Stories, and anyone who's familiar with Instagram is very familiar with Stories. Some people are familiar with Facebook Stories. It hasn't quite caught on. But LinkedIn has just come out with stories. And what I find so interesting, and again, my personal opinion, nothing from LinkedIn on this, I have found that more people than ever have commented on my story. So I'm not only getting more comments and, and discussions, but I'm getting discussions from people I don't normally receive comments from. So I started wondering why that might be. And so LinkedIn is generally speaking a more professional based platform. There's a lot of what we call quote unquote thought leadership content, a lot of uh, content asking for insights and advice and feedback. And what are your thoughts on X, Y, and Z? And in some cases, I think that can be very intimidating for people. You know, they may not want to feel like, oh gosh, maybe I'm not an expert in that topic. Maybe I, I don't have time to sit and think of a three sentence statement. And so I think some people hold back, but when you're in a private one-to-one direct message with someone and they're telling you exactly what to talk about and they're not worried about other people seeing it, that's what I think is powerful about LinkedIn stories. I think that it's a, it's a conversation conduit. I think this is going to start many more conversations, especially because I am not the type to direct message a perfect stranger and then start talking about you know business. And I don't recommend that. So now there's something for me to talk about, and this might be somebody that I don't really know, and they're giving me the topic to talk with them about. So I think that's going to be a big trend in 2021 on LinkedIn, but some LinkedIn users are not happy that stories are there. (laughs) They're afraid, you know, it might become more like Facebook and Instagram. They think that it might lack some professionalism. In my opinion, there is you can be human and professional. I don't see a dividing line that you can't be a human being and show your face and still be professional. So now we're going into Instagram, which is my favorite platform to talk about. So you and I were chatting before um, the show about sort of what I've been predicting for, for Insta, and they've recently come out with Instagram Reels, which basically is TikTok and Instagram. And certainly that's going to be their major push. And I'm, I'm encouraging everyone to start using sort of that video micro content and start going deep into it now. Because this is like when somebody said there's this thing called YouTube 12 years ago and don't you wish you had a channel, right? So yeah. we're telling you, we're here. We're saying, hey, this is Instagram Reels. Now's the time to start using it. And so much reach. They're posting it to the Explore tab. But more importantly, this is the part I don't hear people talking about. When you create Instagram reels and also when you create IGTV videos, so we almost have two ends of the spectrum. We have the micro video content on one, which is reels. You have the macro, which is the longer form video content. What a lot of people aren't realizing is that when you start posting these videos, you get something on your Instagram profile, which is a dedicated tab. So now a couple of things happen. Number one, behavior training. If I'm going to people's profiles and I'm getting used to seeing multiple tabs and I go to yours and you only have two, I might not know right away that something might be off, but subconsciously I'm like, hmm, something's different about this. Or how come this profile has so much more content I can look at? Now, our goal is to keep people on our profile as much as possible. The other piece of this is 
that now I can give people a variety of content. They can watch my stories. They can watch my highlights. They can look through my feed if they want to look at my posts. If they want to look at short form video content, they can watch my reels. If they want a tutorial, they can go to my IGTV. So now I'm giving more context about me, my brand, who I am, raising my credibility and authority, and I have those two dedicated tabs. The other thing too is that if I wanted to create ads, I can create ads and custom audiences of people who've watched my reels and IGTV videos and serve ads to those people. So it's a really great way to round out and optimize what I call your Instagram website by having those two tabs on your profile. And it's also what Instagram wants you to use. When they give you a tab, they're telling you, we'd like you to use this. <laughs> so start using it. And then um, also I've seen, I've heard there's, there's testing dedicated tab for reels on the home feed, dedicated tab to possibly stories. So I think that tells us that they're heavily focused on those two pieces of, of micro content. And so it makes me wonder how, where's the feed going to go? Is, is there going to be a feed in a few years? How is it going to change? How will they do ads? I don't know about you, but I don't look at the feed nearly as much as I used to. I go right to stories and I watch those because I prefer a more human experience. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, there's a couple of things that I want to break down from what you shared um, already that was like kind of mind blowing. So <laughs> I love where your mind is at with a lot of these things. Let me unpack um, a couple of things. And I yeah. want to actually start kind of where we're talking about with Instagram now. Um, let's stay in that realm for a minute because I think that there are some really important things to kind of tease out. So it's clear, especially from like your opinion, I share this opinion too, that Instagram is wanting to push for more multidimensional content. We want our micro content. We want um, some long form stuff in there too, all with the aim of probably mixing it up and keeping it engaging for our audiences. But when you are throwing words out like that with, you know, you have to do your reels and your stories and your IGTV and your posts, yeah. you know, where I always hit a wall with the agents that I coach is they hear that amount of content that they have to create and they go, Oh crap. Like yeah. why even start? I'm not a content creator. I'm a real estate agent. How am I even supposed to be that person that has all this amazing content for my audience? What do you say to those agents who balk when you go in this direction? Uh, well, first of all, I can relate because I feel that way too. So I just want everyone to know that I'm a human, even though that I am a content creator, I've written several books and there are still days when I think, oh my gosh, I have nothing to say. <laughs> so I totally get it. You know, it's just in your human and that's okay. You don't have to post if you're not in the mood. You know, we still need to show up and engage and engaging, you know, commenting over contenting is always going to be more important and valuable in the end is creating those relationships. But yes, there's a lot of stuff. So I want to talk about mindset around a platform with a lot of stuff. Okay. When we look at like a TikTok or a Twitter, which full disclosure, I do not spend a lot of time in either. Um, so I'm not an expert in those, in those arenas. It's kind of just one thing, right? It's like going to a shoe store. I'm not going to find a purse in the shoe store. It's just, that's what it is. It's a specialty store. Now, when I go to Target is where I get into trouble because <laughs> they have shoes and they have food and they have wine and they have clothes. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to buy all of this stuff, right? And so I'm spending more time in Target than maybe I would in a specialty store. 
So Instagram, while it does have a lot of places, some people say, oh, it's bloated. It has too many things. It's adding on all this stuff. It's too confusing. I totally could agree with that. There's a lot of stuff going on and you don't take it all in at once. You just like Target, you go down one aisle at a time. And so what happens is now on Instagram, if I get tired of watching stories, I can go shopping. I can go watch reels. I can go find a tutorial on IGTV. So there's a lot of things that I can do. So there is opportunity there. And so the first thing I would say is don't get overwhelmed, go down one aisle at a time at Target. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes I go to Target and I'm actually really focused and I only go down three aisles and I find exactly what I need. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I just want to go spend some time, you know, walking around and maybe I'll look at everything and I'll go from one end of the store to the other. So I would start with one focus. I would say, okay, first of all, let me get my profile, you know, updated, optimized and go from there. Then I would start with actually engaging proactively. I wouldn't even make comment. I would just become the super fan of other people's content. Then from there, because I am passionate about it, I would say stories. So I haven't even said make a post in the feed yet. We, haven't, we didn't even come to that. <laughs> so yeah. it's get set up, understand how to use it, start being a super fan, and then I would go to stories because stories is going to help you get better at reels and IGTV and live video and all the other things. Yeah. You know, what's so funny about you mentioning that too. Um, I have learned the hard way this year that skill begets skill. Mm -hmm. And this literally, I'm not kidding. I didn't mention this to you before. Um, but it's coming up now when we had our, the last time we met over lunch, we were talking about TikTok, and you had Mm -hmm. asked if I was spending a lot of time in there. And I hadn't, I didn't have a lot of trust with TikTok. I didn't really understand it. And I didn't understand how to monetize TikTok in the way that I can monetize Instagram. And I mentioned that to you and you gave me kind of a look. And looking back, I now understand what that look was. And it was, listen, if you are able to capitalize on TikTok, understand how those features work, understand like the cadence and the language of that platform, you can carry those skills onto other platforms, which now that's reels on Instagram. And that was a really powerful lesson for me. And I would say I'm better at growing my real estate business on Instagram um, more than more than a lot of people. And I was still having to learn those new things and learn those new skills and get acquainted to it. Um, So there is so much value in looking at it as an investment standpoint. And I think it's really funny that agents are willing to invest thousands with, you know, for online leads with all the companies that we all love to hate. Um, But we aren't willing a lot of times to invest a couple of hours just to learn how these really important platforms work. So I think that's a really important um, point on mindsets. Um, so going forward then, what's an agent to do now? Um, for 2021, there's going to be changes coming up. How can they, t- with that mindset, just begin putting their foot in the door and understanding that like, hey, things are going to change, but every little bit is going to help. Like what's that first step for somebody who just hasn't quite gotten it yet? So I think the very first step, as I mentioned, is truly not even focusing on creating content because Mm -hmm. that can be overwhelming, not only in the topic, the idea, but the formatting and the editing and figuring out your hashtags and all of that. Like I get it like that, that can be a lot. 
So before we even get there, I think that a lot of people don't think of comments as content. And so that's where I would absolutely start on any platform. This should be your number one thing that you're doing every single day on every platform. Then what I would focus on is, um, you know, when you're learning something new and I'm still learning reels and there's always something changing and there's always a new button and, you know, I'm always trying to figure out what's happening there. And I am an overestimator of how hard something's going to be. I remember when reels came out, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to spend weekends figuring out how to do this. And you know what? I sat down and it didn't take me weekends. It maybe took me an hour or two hours and trying a few things. And so sometimes if you're like me, you're overestimating the investment of time that it's going to take to learn the thing. And there's always stuff that you can repurpose. And it doesn't have to be that you have to go find a video that you've made in the past on Facebook or YouTube and like chop it up and edit it. Maybe you just go look at that topic and make a short little video, whether it's a story or a reel on it. But it is going to take time in the beginning to learn how to use the tool just like anything else. I mean, when I started using the MLS as an agent, it took me a while to figure out where the searches were and the filters I wanted. But did you, was that, was that going to stop me? No, that was my business. So I was going to have to learn how to do it. And here I'm not even an agent anymore. I still know how to go through MLS and sort all of this and go here and look there because I really did learn how to use it. And so, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's an excuse that we all tell ourselves on anything that's, that's new is the difficulty and the time invested in, in learning it. Yeah, I agree. And in my opinion, honestly, it's really just the cost of doing business in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So on the other side of that spectrum, then, um, as agents are getting comfortable and learning these platforms and stuff, what do you see as far as like, how are agents supposed to keep things fresh? How do we avoid, um, oversaturation, which in my opinion is inevitable at this point, especially as more agents enter this kind of a market. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you take somebody who's, you know, maybe like me or maybe somebody who's, you know, feeling really comfortable in these platforms, what's a gal to do to stay fresh and stay um, relevant and stand out from their competition? Oh gosh, I feel like this is going to be such a cliche answer, but um, I I hope that this will resonate with the listeners. And um, you've heard this before. I've said this before a ton of times on my own content. This is not from me. This is from, you know, Gary V who said this, and I just thought it was so simple and brilliant is the document don't create. At the end of the day, you are the original brand. Nobody else is you. And when we are often competing in a, in a world where we might all have the same product at the same price, what's the difference? It's you. And so creating content that maybe it's an Instagram story or a Facebook story that's behind the scenes and you're documenting what you're doing. I mean, that's how people get to connect with you. And it's funny because, um, you know, little mundane things are what connect us to other people. Like, because, oh, you go here and I go there. Oh, I've been to that coffee shop you just showed, or I want to go to that coffee shop you just showed. And so that's something that can help you connect with people. And it's kind of like the idea of when you uh, go to, well, when we used to go out and go to the sports bars pre-COVID, but you know, I remember I was out of the country one year 
we went to a sports bar to watch the college game. We had our college shirts on. We walked in and we knew exactly which side of the bar we were on. <laughs> so half the bar was one team, half the bar was the other. We didn't know any of those people, but we knew that we had something in common right away. So immediately there was a welcoming, hey, you're part of our team, you're part of our group. That is what you can do with this content that is more personal brand centered. And then what happens is people start to like, know, and trust you when you do share the more business focused content, they will pay attention to it because they like you. So it's, it's more of, let's talk about your personal brand and superpowers and, and your humanness. And then, then we can also fold in some of that professional, you know, the beautiful listing that you have, that amazing kitchen that someone's remodeling. So I think keeping it fresh is honestly by keeping it you <laughs> because you're, you're the only you and you always have something going on in your life that you can share. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love that. Um, awesome. Well, just rounding it out then, um, where are you seeing for 2020 is going to be like the number one most powerful thing? If there's one thing that you can leave the audience to make sure that they do no matter what in 2021, what is that going to be? It's going to have to be stories format. It doesn't matter what platform it's on stories format. And the reason that I promote it so much, and I have a little like acronym I use for it, CRM, right? And if you're real estate, you are going to remember that <laughs> it's camera first, which means generally speaking, your face is going to be in it, which is so powerful and humanizing, especially in times when we're almost exclusively digital, whether by choice or because of, you know, uh, current events. And um, it's real time, which is, is going to be about attention, right? So if I know if I don't tune in, I'm going to miss your story. And if I get used to looking at your story, I'm going to tune in. And the last piece, the M, is message enabled. We have to remember that there's a lot of stuff, like you said, saturation going on to the nth degree on the socials. And when you're in a public forum, you know everyone can see your comments. But when I'm one-to-one -one with you, it's almost like a text message. I'm probably going to have a little bit of a deeper conversation with you one-to-one -one than I would in a public comment situation. So the opportunity to really go deep with those relationships will be easier to, um, to create and to cultivate through the direct message. And the beautiful thing is you're not initiating a direct message cold. They're basically telling you what to talk to them about. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. So CRM, camera first, real time message enabled. So stories, I think is definitely the future of social media. I love it. Oh, such good stuff, Chelsea. Thank you so much. Um, where can my audience find you? Best place to find me is on the gram and you can find me by my name, which um, I'm sure you'll put in the show notes, but my name is Chelsea Pites, P-E-I-T-Z. You can find me on the gram and all the socials by my name. Also have a book uh, all about content, what to post, and that can be found on Amazon. You can also find that through my link in bio on my Instagram profile. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was 
so value packed. Thank you for really opening the kimono and sharing all the nitty gritty details with us. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And you guys definitely check out Chelsea's Instagram. I'm loving watching you experiment with reels and keeping it real while you're doing it. It's been a lot of fun to, to watch and follow along. So thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. And there you have it. I hope that you loved this conversation with Chelsea. She is such a pro on all things social media marketing for real estate agents and beyond. If you loved hearing all of these strategies, but if you're feeling a little nervous about implementing these on your own, you can always check out my mentorship program, the Market Authority Academy. The links are below to apply, and I can walk you through the entire process of implementing this in your business and systemizing it so that you don't drop any balls along the way. Hope that you found this super helpful, and thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep on crushing it. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.